0: Welcome into Outkick, the show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Thursdays, wherever you may be, across this great country and this great land. We are in the middle of a snow apocalypse right now in the city of Nashville, somewhere around six inches of snowfall so far. Um, and the entire city is basically shut down. Uh, and so... Uh, Your boy may be working even more than normal because I can't even hardly get outside of my house. By the way, a lot of people not talking about it, uh, but the number of airline flights that are being canceled right now through the roof. My wife is out in Utah with our two youngest kids. They've been at Park City. Uh, They went skiing. Two straight days that her flights have just been canceled. Third straight day just got canceled. She's trying to fly back into Nashville now. Don't know if she's going to make it, but... I know that there are a lot of you out there that have been trying to travel post-holiday season, maybe around New Year's, that are also caught up all different sorts of places. So best wishes to you, maybe some of you right now in rental cars, sitting in airports, trying to get to wherever you are going. Good luck and Godspeed, including the Travis family itself. Some good news right off the top. On Saturday, the state of New York is going to become the latest uh Uh, state to allow online sports gambling. New York going live on Saturday just in time for the final week of the NFL season for the NFL playoffs and for the college football playoff on Monday. FanDuel is going to have a special Clay Travis prop for Georgia, Alabama on Monday. But in the meantime, if you are watching in New York or you are close to New York If you go to Fanduel.com slash Clay, you can get up to a $1,000 no-risk wager if you're a new user and you sign up today. That is Fanduel.com slash Clay. One more time, Fanduel.com slash Clay. Go get signed up if you're in New York. Lots of states gonna be coming online in 2022. You can go ahead and sign up. They'll notify you when your state goes legal. That's Fanduel.com slash Clay. Okay, everybody's talking about January 6th. Uh, the anniversary of the riot in the Capitol on January 6th. And you go back and you read my tweets. I have been consistent because that's what I do. I stand consistently on principle over politics, over party. And all throughout the summer of 2020 and on up into January 6th, what did I say? Everybody who riots, everybody who loots, should be arrested and prosecuted to the full extent of the law, regardless of what the basis for their crime was, whether it was politics uh, on the left, politics on the right, whether you were an anarchist and you didn't particularly care about anything and you just wanted to see things burn, as many people were, regardless of what the reason for that was, you should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I don't care about your politics. Can't countenance rioting and looting. Within that context, everything going on today is a ridiculous political sham. I want to start right here. There are over 300,000 kids in Chicago that are not in school right now. That is a fundamental failure of the United States. 82% of those kids are black or Hispanic. Almost all of them are minority as an overall percentage of the Chicago area public school population. Almost no one in national politics is talking about them. Imagine the impact that Joe Biden could have had if instead of starting off this morning by speaking at the Capitol on the one-year anniversary of January 6th, which was a politically staged event, this response is by Democrats. What if he had made the decision to go to Chicago instead? And what if he had had a press conference alongside of Kamala Harris and they demanded that Chicago schools open up and every school in the country open up. Remember, we gave billions of dollars to open up schools all over this country. And yet, we still have teachers unions that are refusing to go and back to work and put all the kids back in school where they need to be. Imagine the impact that could have had with the bully pulpit of the Biden presidency. But they didn't do that. Instead, they trotted out Kamala Harris and reading from prepared remarks, again, unlike what I'm saying to you right now, Everything that I say, pretty much all day long, every day, three hours of radio, hours of live television, video, audio, whatever else, none of it is scripted, right? Other than the ads, which I will read, there is sometimes, a lot of times I don't, but other than ads, there's nothing that has a script in this entire show. Here's my notes for the last two days. If somebody wants to zoom in on this, they can analyze it. This is yesterday's show. I think some of you can see it maybe on the video. Maybe you can't. You can see the writing. This is today's show. That's it. That's the entirety of my notes for the last two days of OutKick the Show. Seven numbers on yesterday's show, 10 numbers on today's show. That's it. Okay? It's not scripted. Kamala Harris's speechwriters in the Biden White House made the calculated choice to directly compare the anniversary of January 6th, to 9-11 and to Pearl Harbor. She said that. Kamala Harris said that January 6th is a lot like Pearl Harbor and 9-11. It is maybe the dumbest historical analogy that I have ever heard a political figure make. And it wasn't off the cuff. It wasn't unprepared. It was reading off of a teleprompter even if you are the farthest right-wing lunatic on the planet, can you not see that comparing an event where only one person died, Ashley Babbitt, and she was shot unarmed by a police officer, that comparing that with 9-11, where over 3,000 people were killed after terrorists flew airplanes into Twin Towers in New York City, and comparing it with Pearl Harbor, December 7th, 1941, as Franklin Roosevelt said, a day that will live in infamy, when thousands of people died and we were officially attacked by Japan and entered into war, that comparing that to January 6th is not the analogy that anyone with a functional brain should make if they are being honest with the American public. Moreover, okay, it's not an insurrection. This was a riot. And most of the people who were rioting did so inside of the Capitol taking photographs of themselves that they were posting to social media. To my knowledge, no one was even armed with guns. People were like, oh, they're trying to overthrow the government. How? What exactly is the plan that was in place to overthrow the government without guns inside of the Capitol? This was... A lot of people who made an awful decision, right? The first awful decision was in not calling out the National Guard and having them present to ensure that this didn't happen. Remember, Democrats were opposed to using the National Guard for any protest. In fact, they got the New York Times editorial page uh, leader fired, fired for even publishing the article by Tom Cotton, senator from Arkansas arguing that it made sense to call out the National Guard to quell months, months of rioting that were taking place all over this country, okay? We had Democratic supporter-led riots occurring for months. Remember that they went out and boarded up all the windows in major American uh, cities to prepare for the possible eventuality of Donald Trump being re-elected president in 2020. It was a direct threat that there would be riots, that there would be looting, that there would be pillaging that would go on all over America if Donald Trump were reelected. There was one riot, to my knowledge, that involved Republican supporters of Donald Trump. They deserve to be prosecuted. Just like everybody else in the summer who rioted deserves to be prosecuted. But pretending this was some sort of existential threat to America, that it was the equivalent of 9-11 or Pearl Harbor is flat out political junk. And it is so insanely dumb that anyone with a functional brain should recognize the stupidity associated with it, okay? And today, I donated money to there. I didn't even know this was true. There are 83 people still being held, held in prison that are not being allowed to be released on bail for being involved in the Capitol riot. 83 people. They are mostly not being charged with very serious offenses. They are not a threat to the American Republic. They should be released. I donated money today to their legal defense fund. Let me explain why I did it. I, in my career as a lawyer, have represented murderers, have represented people accused of domestic assault. I have represented people who are accused of sexual assault. I have represented a lot of clients in my life who were accused of things that were not ideal. If you remember correctly, John Adams famously defended the British soldiers in the Boston Massacre. This used to be what lawyers did. We stood for principles of free expression of ideas. The idea that everyone deserves due process and a full defense of themselves under the law, even if they might be accused of a heinous act. These people are not in any way actually a threat to America. They should be allowed on bail. Many of them have spent nearly a year in prison now for charges that will not even amount to, likely, over a year in prison and punishment. This is nonsense. They deserve adequate legal representation. They deserve lawyers who are willing to stand up and look people in the face and not be intimidated because they're afraid of being called insurrectionist or something of that nature or magnitude. Again, think about American history. Think about what John Adams did. In Boston, he defended the British soldiers who opened fire at the Boston Massacre because he believed his duty as a lawyer, was to provide the best possible defense to men that he disagreed with. That is what lawyers do. We stand on principle over politics. Democrat, Republican, Independent, whatever you are, the idea that there are 83 people in prison who are not being allowed out because they went into the Capitol on January 6th is what would happen in a banana republic. That is not justice. That is not what I believe should happen with the due process of laws, given what charges are out there about these individuals. I am 100% opposed to this, which is why I donated today $10,000 of my own money to these people's legal defense fund. I want them to get the right and the best attorneys they can find, regardless of what you think of what they did They deserve to be out on bail and they deserve due process under the law. They are not a existential threat to our democracy as Democrats are continuing to argue. They are going to have a candlelit vigil on the steps of the Capitol tonight. Again, if you want to have a candlelit vigil, how about you do it in Chicago right now for the over 330,000 students who are not allowed to be in school because their teachers won't show up and allow them to go to school. That, historically, is going to be the tragedy here compared to January 6th. Look, you guys know that I rip ESPN to the high heavens when they deserve it. I saw this this graphic. Maybe we can pop it up uh, as a part of the individual segments that we'll put out. C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper... Uh, Both of the Dallas Cowboys and Clayton Kershaw, who grew up in Dallas, obviously plays right now uh, for the LA Dodgers, although Major League Baseball is on a strike. They went to the Warriors-Mavs game last night in Dallas. ESPN put up a chronological little thing at the bottom of the screen, a headline, that said that all three of those guys went to the game without wearing masks. Masks, first of all, by and large, don't work right? That's what the data would reflect. If masks work, we wouldn't be setting new highs every single day for COVID. Uh, But the idea that an ESPN sports network would be the mask police looking at athletes going to watch a Dallas Mavericks game where masks, to my knowledge, are not required, certainly is absurd that that would be the headline that ESPN would pull out of that mix. Speaking of absurd, The NCAA is now requiring boosters for athletes who have already been twice vaccinated. We're talking about healthy young people, ages 18 to 22, in order to be considered fully vaccinated, they now are going to require an additional booster. We are talking about virtually a 0% risk to these kids, right? Ages 18 to 22, they are already uh, vaccinated many of them have already had COVID. They literally are at a nearly 0% risk, almost infinitesimally low risk from COVID. And yet the NCAA is now going to mandate boosters for all of them, even though there are, for young men in particular, significant issues that could arise health-wise from the virus. Remember myocarditis? It actually turns out that myocarditis is more likely to arise from the COVID vaccine based on the data that I've seen from COVID itself. Remember when all the sports media were saying, oh my God, we can't play the college football season in 2020 because of myocarditis? Well, guess what? Now we are talking about uh, requiring boosters of young, healthy athletes under no risk at all, or or otherwise they can't be called fully vaccinated. It's absurd. I want to thank all of you. By the way, We set a new all-time podcast download record for the Clay and Buck Show uh, in December, even though it was a holiday season. Over 10 million of you downloaded the show in the month of December. Putting that number into context in terms of downloads, very few radio shows have ever gone over 10 million downloads for a podcast. That is a monstrous number. We are the biggest radio show in the country, we are also now one of the biggest radio show podcast audiences in the country. Contextually for you from iHeart is the biggest, uh, biggest audio and podcast company in the world. By far the biggest in the United States in terms of the number of people who download audio broadcasts. We went over 10 million, only three or four radio shows in the history of iHeart have ever gone over 10 million audio downloads. Thank you for your support of Clay and Buck. We also are number one. Let me see if I can get this right. I'm going to start on the West Coast. Number one in uh, San Diego, in Sacramento, in Salt Lake City, in Phoenix, in Houston, Texas, in Milwaukee, in Raleigh, North Carolina, in Memphis, in Louisville, and in Birmingham during the day in those 10 cities in our time slots. Thank you to everyone who is listening, in particular listeners in those 10 cities that I just ran through, for having us number one in adults 25 to 54 in your markets. That is a remarkable achievement. Thank you for all of your support and thank you for all of you downloading the podcast in the process too. Uh, Antonio Brown is continuing to feud with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as we roll into... Uh, the uh, the uh, latter, latter part of the week, remember on Sunday, he took off his pads, he uh, walked out of the stadium, he waved to everybody in the crowd, and then he disappeared during the third quarter. He now is saying that he had an injured ankle, that he was told that he had to go back into the game, and he refused. And when they told him to go back in, that he decide, he says he was fired that he decided to leave once he was told he was fired. The Bucks say that is not true. They have officially released him. Antonio Brown's been going on Instagram, posting all sorts of text message exchanges uh, that are thoroughly ridiculous, aren't making him look any better. Uh, but that is where we are right now in the ongoing battle between Antonio Brown and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, as we are also talking, Yellowstone, I finally caught up with the Yellowstone show, season four. Yesterday, I watched it. Uh, I love four shows right now that are currently airing. Yellowstone, Succession, uh, The Ozark, which is coming back on Netflix on January 21st. Uh, And uh, I love Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I am watching right now as well. I'm looking forward to the new prequel for Game of Thrones, which will be out soon. Those are the shows, by and large, that I am keeping up with on a a sort of somewhat regular basis. Yellowstone, biggest audience for any show on cable in four years, not counting, obviously, sports. I mean, a real show. Biggest audience since The Walking Dead four years ago. Wall Street Journal had an interesting argument talking about Yellowstone came from small market locations and it's continued to grow beyond there. Uh, Really entertaining show. I need to catch up now on 1883 and see exactly how that show is going as well. I still watch Stranger Things, all these different things. I'm glad, by the way, anytime football season ends or it slows down, college football basically over because it allows me to catch up with all the programming that is stacked up that I otherwise haven't been able to see. I got to watch 1883 now. Um, LA, I'm telling you this right now, I have been making this argument for several weeks now. LA does not need to be hosting the Super Bowl. LA is going to keep adding more and more requirements. They now are saying that regular cloth masks are not acceptable anymore in offices. Everybody needs to be wearing an N95. The vaccine isn't stopping the spread, masks are not stopping the spread. There is the Grammys just got canceled. Uh, which were, I believe, scheduled to air on January 31st. LA, I'm telling you, LA is going to either cancel or restrict so substantially crowds for the Super Bowl that having the Super Bowl in LA is going to make zero sense. I'm just telling you where we are headed. Cases are going to continue to rise. They are not going to decline. They are going to continue to rise going forward probably several weeks into the future. We're dealing now with over a million cases a day. I was looking at the numbers uh, that are up right now. Uh, Let me share these with you, the latest numbers uh, that I saw up uh, based on the day, uh, and it is pretty substantial. Uh, COVID cases in the US, 700,000 according to uh, the most recent data. That compares to 235,000 cases last year at this time. Deaths are now getting up over 2,000 a day. We'll see how much more those continue to grow as we go forward. But this is a total mess as we continue to break down everything that is going on in the larger universe. I would encourage the NFL to go ahead and move the Super Bowl either to Texas or to uh, Florida, because you know Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis, the governors of those states, are going to allow uh, for the Super Bowl to actually be played. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, they definitely are going to allow it to be played. The other possibility is next year's Super Bowl is scheduled to be in Arizona. Maybe they could move the Super Bowl to Arizona this year, give the Phoenix area the Super Bowl right now, and then flip back to L.A., The Super Bowl in the next year when it would have otherwise been in Phoenix. Just an idea that I am tossing out there that I think could make a lot of sense. But as LA adds more and more restrictions, all of this is going to continue to add up and create bigger, more substantial issues going forward as we continue to follow all of this absurdity. Uh, Finally, The Athletic has sold to the New York Times. Uh, This is ironic because the Athletic said they were going to put all of the newspapers out of business. Instead, the Athletic is reportedly going to be acquired by the New York Times for somewhere around $500 million. That is the same dollar figure that the Athletic raised money at two years ago. Uh, I would love to see what the guaranteed money is in this transaction, but I think it's fair to say that many different investors are likely to at best break even and or lose money The Athletic has still not actually ever made a dollar. They have lost several hundred million dollars actually according to reports about their finances and maybe it makes sense for a woke sports company that tried to shut down sports uh, based on all of its sports writers arguments. Maybe it makes sense for that woke sports company to end up with the New York Times. Uh, Who knows what exactly the plan is there but that is a reported acquisition that is going on as well. All right, snowpocalypse going on right now all over the state of Tennessee. If you are in the state of Tennessee and you are watching this right now, do what I'm going to do. My advice, stay buttoned down at home. You don't want to end up in an I-95 in Virginia-like situation. Accidents everywhere, shutting down interstates, causing all sorts of issues, all over the state of Tennessee and beyond as this snowstorm moves through. This is one of the biggest snowstorms that we have ever seen uh, in Nashville in modern recent memory. Uh, So I hope all of you stay safe. I love all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, thank you for all the people who downloaded uh, uh, the Clay and Buck Show and have helped us to set an all-time record in December. Like I said, very few shows have ever gone over 10 million downloads, particularly if they air every day on the radio. It's a tremendous achievement. Thanks to you guys. Word of mouth continues to have us growing in a monster way as we roll through 2022. This has been OutKick, the show. Thank you all.